So, I would like to talk about living ageless and devastations. As we look around the world, we see this constant devastation that is just moving. It's, it's just emotion. And it's from one moment to the next that we look at the news and we see these devastations, we see these wars, and we see these different things. And some people, relationships and marriages is not being able to survive through these perilous times. And um, sometimes things are so devastated that there is no repairing. It's just needs to be broken all the way down and then redone correctly. I was thinking about something just recently, but it happened many years ago. And there was some parts of my life that I felt that I became a coward. And because of this, I had also in these particular situations became becoming angry with myself or really hating myself because sometimes when we do that we can overcompensate I can recall that um, when I was in the ninth grade from kindergarten on to the eighth to the seventh grade, I was in a private school, so I was very protected um, by the nuns and you know the the people that that were around me. We were very protected, and so when I hit the eighth grade, we moved, and when we moved, and you know, funny how that is, you know, when you move. You can start new. But this did not work that way for me. When we moved, everything about, there was a culture shock that happened for me. Because I came out of this really protective school environment to now I'm in an environment where children are answering the teacher back and, and, and running out of the class and smoking and doing all kind of things. And I'm like, Okay, every day I cried in 8th and ninth grade. I cried every day, just dreading that I had to go to this environment that I didn't feel safe in. And um, so I remember it was in the winter months, and we had gone outside. It was raining and it was cold, and we were outside doing laps, like really crazy. Everything about this situation was crazy. I mean, just everything. And so to me, it was for us to go to the locker room, and it should have been a day where maybe the physical ed teacher should have just lectured and we stay in in the gymnasium, 
but we were asked to get dressed and to go out in this rain and cold. And we're running out around the building, taking these laps. And then there was a fire. The locker room caught fire. And so we all went back. And at some point, the principal called my name into other names. And we were told to come to the office. So went to the office. And at that moment, she shook her finger in our face. I didn't know these girls that well because I was very new at the school. Um, and I didn't have a chance to really make a lot of friends. I was too busy being in shock of what I was being a part of. And she was like, you all were smoking in the locker room and someone probably heard uh, another person coming and they, they pitched a cigarette and it burned. So basically the locker room burned, but it seemed like it start where where my clothes and these other girls' clothes were. Now we were not in the building. So maybe the scenario that she came up with was true. Someone was probably smoking and and heard another person coming and they just chucked the cigarette. And it went, or the other side of the coin was somebody deliberately, accidentally on purpose, put that cigarette there and knew whose clothes they were going to burn. So now, okay, I'm a victim, but now she's making me the victim, a victim again. Okay, because... I, I'm out of a coat. I'm out of my clothes. And now, so I've been a victim. But now she's reinforcing that by saying, now you were the perpetrator of the crime. And so it was really, really ugly. So then a fireman came and they were, whoa, you know, going through their little scenarios of what they thought had happened. And then just like that, she was like, well, I should suspend you all for doing this. Okay, now I'm getting suspended. Okay, so eventually the firemen say, you know, I, I personally... I don't think these young ladies did this. Someone else did this. And I think that they should not be suspended, but they should not be forced to go to their classrooms in um, physical ed gym suits. So the principal at that moment decided, you all get home the best way you can. Now, it's cold and it's raining outside, and we all just went to the front gate, and we ran home. And we all got sick, like almost a step ahead of the pneumonia. And we came home, and I remember my mom had to take me to buy another coat and stuff. And, you know, I think my mom felt bad because all of the other kids, other three children stayed in private school. And here I was, the baby, being forced to go to this this uh, public school. 
and I did not really know why, but in hindsight, I realized my mother saw that I had a survival skill that the other two girls didn't have. So she saw something in that, and she was not as worried for me as she would have been making that decision for my other two sisters. So in some strange way, it was a compliment, but it was also a a punch in the gut for me. And I remember when I thought about that, I remember running home and I felt so vulnerable. I just felt like I never wanted to feel like this again, ever. So in some strange way, on one level, whether it was the unconscious, subconscious level, the feeling and the actions were different. I felt that way in that moment and that my actions were in that same way, that I'm not going to let this happen to me again. I will not allow myself to be that vulnerable. So in my own way, I struggled with receiving love from people and all because I wasn't willing to be vulnerable. And so in my own way, I, I stayed weak in that sense because I could not be really true to who I was. But I knew that I had to work very hard to never feel that way again, that weak. But as I look back, that little girl wasn't weak. In my own way as an adult, I became weak. And in my weakness, I allowed myself to attract insecure people, untrustworthy people. I allowed myself to, uh, and, and I allowed them into my life and into my space. Because I, at that moment, as an adult, I didn't know that weakness was there. I had to go back to that space is as uncomfortable as it was for that even that memory to surface. I was a young girl running on the street in rain and cold in a gym suit, socks, and tennis. And I never smoked. That is something that never, ever interested me. So I knew it wasn't me. And the other two girls, we were all together running around the building when this happened. And to this very day, the person that I always felt did it has always tried to find a way to be a friend. When in actuality, all needed to be done was, I did something very untowards you when we were young. And for that, I apologize. 
instinctually, I knew who this person was. And this person never, ever told the truth. So when I speak of devastation, it's like sometimes when things are so complicated, just really complicated, we have to find ways, and I feel like I found that way, to shamelessly walk away. Unapologetically. Bluntly, whatever you have to do in that moment to put distance between you and that devastation, let it be in the rearview mirror and you keep going your way. But in all in all, I did a lot of really wonderful things, but it is so important to go back to those spaces where those broken areas became a part of your own personal motif and feeling like shoving it really, really far away that it's gone, it's not true. I had to face why I didn't allow myself to become vulnerable. And in my own way, I shoved a lot of really good people away from my life. Because I never wanted to be vulnerable. And in that, it allowed me to become weak. I was a kid then. And in that place, now, I'm having to build that back up of allowing myself to be vulnerable and knowing that coming from a strong, healthy place, that that is the kind of people, situations, and circumstances moving forward that I would attract into my life. Like-minded people. And not allowing myself to sell myself short. It was words of the wise. My dad told that to me, never sell yourself short. And sometimes we do that unknowingly that we are selling ourselves short. So right now I'm going through some some changes and I haven't put up my website because I'm having to deal with other things right now. But eventually Grammar Link will be up and running um, really soon. I am doing some of the words and some things that I need changed um, with this new website, because Grammarly Depot, I outgrew it. And when we overstand the vulnerability, because I had to even become vulnerable enough to say, 
I outgrew it. And now I'm stepping because the grammar link is me linking parts of my life together. And so going back to a stage in a place in my life that was very uncomfortable. And no matter how uncomfortable it was, I had to stand in that space and feel that. And then make that connection, make that link between that vulnerability and that weakness that became a part of that. And I'm having to put those things together. So, but if you want to know more about her, you can go to my Instagram, um, Elaine Veen, or, um, oh, artist, A-R-T-I-S-T, Elaine, E-L-A-I-N-E-W. You can go to that link and you can see a few things if you want to know more about her. So, in closing, my divine salutes your divine. Namaste.